Welcome to another week's episode of Short Stories on Toku Toku. On this week's episode, Ambition by Chima. My parents' marriage did nothing for themselves, all for me. I could see it in their faces and I could read it in their body language. My mother would occasionally ask herself why she married my father and begin to recount all her regrets. My father chose to stay back in this tired country because of what he always described as stupid love. He met my mother in the university and both of them connected. They were thought to have been dating while in school, but neither ever entertained the thought of a relationship with the other. Yet they were inseparable and didn't pursue relationships with others. They both graduated at the top of their various classes, three years apart from each other. And that was when they decided to give their rumored relationship life. In a few years, they were married and three years after marriage, they had me. The year I was born, my father was supposed to be transferred by his company to their head office abroad. His pregnant wife, my mother, and family pressures made him stay behind. And that was the beginning of the end. I was born into turbulence. For most of the 17 years of my life, my father and mother never slept in the same room, never had dinner together, or never went to functions together. I was given everything I needed, but that was all. No family time, no family bonding, no getting to know my parents, nor them getting to know me. It'd be easier for me to deal with if there were fights. I chose to focus on academics instead. I was a star student from my early school days. I stayed away from people though, because I didn't want to have anybody get close to me for fear of ending up like my parents did, and maintained this life until it was time for the university entrance examination. Before then, I asked my parents if I could have a gap year to learn under an uncle of mine who had a television station. Uncle Arnold always spoke in glowing terms of what it was like to make and put shows on air for everybody to watch. I knew that was my path in life instantly because of how interested I was in Uncle Arnold's stories. I spent my free time away from school reading up on production, filmmaking, script writing, and show development. I also spent a lot of time reading up on the technical side of it all. By the time the third university application exams after I had graduated secondary school came, I had already interned at Uncle Arnold's and built a network that guaranteed me further study opportunities abroad after my university education, which were dependent on my university grades. I knew what I had to do. The university admissions list came out a few months after the application exams. I made the top 10 in the merit list and I was a bit disappointed. But I knew the university was not like secondary school and I would meet geniuses. I immediately noted the name of the number one candidate and went ahead to process my admission. A few weeks later, I was in the first class of my university days. I listened attentively but took the opportunity to scout the class for him. Chris Afekbae, the number one student in the class. The one who must become my friend and stepping stone towards my ambition. Soon the class was over and I approached Chris. Bro, I noticed you were folding everything that was taught. I beg. I need an explanation on some things, like can I come to your hostel later today? I asked him casually. Sure, no problem, he said. Do you want my number? He asked. Ah, yes, please. I answered and then passed him my phone to dial his number. What name do I save it as? I asked. Chris, affected by he answered. Okay, I typed his name, smiling to myself. I'm Jonathan Babalola, I said, stretching my hand out for another handshake. John is fine. All right, John, Chris answered, shaking my hand. I'll see you later. It was the start of our third year. 
and we were hit with the most annoying news ever. Dr. Agbaje, the department's most difficult lecturer, was going to be taking the third years in the most difficult course the Department of Electronics Engineering offered. The former lecturer, Dr. Akele, was just appointed to the University Senate and was going to be largely unavailable due to his Senate duties. I evaluated my options after the course rep broke the news on our class group chat. My only course of action to survive Dr. Akbaje was to befriend him and get close to other seniors who had successfully passed the course and had experience dealing with Dr. Akbaje. I immediately got to work on my plan. I suddenly cut off ties with Chris and others who I had allied myself up till then. They had, run, they had run their course in my life. It was time to make new alliances for the sake of my ambition. I would study alone with materials gotten from my seniors, consult Dr. Akbaje quite often, bring him gifts and even help him tutor the students in the lower levels. He repaid my loyalty with exclusive tips on how to study for the course, which I guarded jealously. It all paid off. A few days later, the results were announced. Chris stormed into my hostel room. I was alone and packing my bags for an early holiday. John, what happened? I thought we were always shared stuff with each other in this school. How come you were able to ace this course and I'm stuck with a B? Chris asked me. You didn't fail, did you? I say. Why all the unnecessary stress, this guy? Take your B and be going. You're better than half the class who will have to carry over this course after all. What you're saying makes sense, John, Chris snapped. I'm asking you why you secretly worked your way to an A without carrying me along after all the help I offered you in this course. What do you mean secretly? I asked Chris. Guy, nobody whine me, Chris snapped again. Everybody just told me how you were always sucking up to Dr. Agbaje and how you would hang out with our seniors. Is this what you were doing then? You didn't even tell me at least. I thought we were in this academic hustle together, man. I sighed and folded the last of my clothes and sat down. Look, Chris, you're a good guy, but we're never friends to begin with, though. In fact, I don't have any friends. Like, I don't believe in that shit. Guy, what the hell are you talking about? Chris asked. I only mingle with people I think are useful for my grades. That's all. You are the most useful person until the department chose to force Dr. Agbaje on us. I have an opportunity waiting for me abroad and I need to pass well. I can't let fleeting university relationships keep me from achieving my dreams, guy. Wow. Chris replied, sounding shocked. It is what it is, Chris. At least you didn't feel. Now, can I pack my bags in peace? I said and stood up from my bed to continue clearing up my stuff. Twelve years later, I had established a name in BBN as Chief of Urban Programming after leaving university back home and studying to become a media expert. I live with my partner with whom I have an understanding that marriage is totally off the table. We have a dog and we're happy. John, she started one night when we were at the dinner table. I'd like to visit your home country. I've not traveled in a while and I like what I see on social media. Your country seems fun. Yeah, it is, I say smiling. Now that you mention it, I think I should plan a trip back home. I haven't been in 10 years. At the office one day, I received a call from an unknown number. Hello, I answer. Jonathan, it's Chris Afegbae from uni. Oh my word, Chris, I say and stand up. It's been forever, man. How are you? I thought you wouldn't recognize my name, he said and laughed. It's really been a long time. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm good, very good. I'm at work right now. Can I call you on this number later? 
Sure, have a good day, man. You too, Chris, I see and hang up. I look at the phone a while and smile. Chris, I say to myself, hope he's fine. A few months later, I and my partner are on a plane back home, and my good friend Chris is the pilot. I excitedly tell my partner of mine and Chris's shenanigans back in university, until we're interrupted by a message over the announcer. Jonathan, you are my friend. Your friendship meant a lot to me. Everything I am is because of you. Everything I'm not is because of you. I pictured us taking the world together as innovators and being friends well into old age, but I guess I was wrong. If we can't live together, I think it's only fitting that we die together. Goodbye, Jonathan. Then the plane starts descending quickly and all the passengers begin screaming in panic. I accept my fate, close my eyes and whisper an apology to Jonathan as the plane crashes into the side of the mountain. You can follow us on Twitter at OG Tokutoku, Facebook at Original Tokutoku, and IG at Original Tokutoku. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.